0: Hello, hello everyone. I'm Peter Resnick and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's toolbox. Today is an open mic show. Uh, of course I will talk on various subjects, but you can call anytime at 8888744888. you can call to contribute to the discussion at hand or make your comments or ask questions. If you cannot call for any reason, you can write me an email. uh, Again, ask a question or suggest a subject for the next show. My email address is Dr. Peter Resnick at gmail.com D R P E T E R R E Z N I K at gmail.com. I want to start with an apology. Those of you who tuned in uh, last week, could not hear me. I don't know what you actually heard, if anything. They emailed me from the studio of PRN last Tuesday morning and told me that there was no internet connection in the area where the studio is located, and therefore the show would be canceled. I was disappointed, frankly. I hope you were disappointed too. Today, everything seems to work well, so we can begin. Let's start with a little show and tell. Yesterday I put on television, which I don't do so often. And what surprised me was how many times uh, on different channels, I kind of skipped a few channels, and there was one word that was repeated many times, and it was the word equity. Uh, I realized that that it's kind of there is a new language happening in the last year, year and a half. So uh, I decided maybe, maybe I know the word equality, I wasn't clear about the word equity. So I looked up the word equity on internet. Different uh, dictionaries, different sources gave quite similar explanations to this word. So I will read one dif- um, definition given by National Association of Colleges. The term equity refers to fairness and justice and is distinguished from equality, whereas equality means providing the same to all. Equity means recognizing that we do not all start from the same place. And must acknowledge and make adjustments two imbalances. The process is ongoing, requiring us to identify and overcome intentional and unintentional barriers, barriers arising from bias and systemic structures. It's interesting, again, recognizing that we do not start from the same place. That is absolutely true, I believe we don't start from the same place, we come with different talents, different inclinations, uh, that's that's totally true. Uh, some children come very talented, uh, let's say, and and uh, very uh, e- easily, um, let's say, uh, very can can quickly learn how to swim or can quickly do math, where. Um uh, some cannot there is a reason for it uh, we can talk about it a little little later uh, people do not come into this world definitely you know in terms of uh, skills in terms of ability to walk in in terms of ability to talk and some children you see from from a very young age ready to share anything with anybody and some just hold on to things and and cry if you take something from them. So that's, that's totally true. But the second sentence was the second part of the sentence, and must acknowledge and make adjustments to imbalances. That's, that's, that's takes us on a different road, make adjustments and imbalances That means that you actually have to make adjustments to what to create equality. So equity, even though it's different from equality, from my understanding, the way equity is described or defined is an attempt to create equality, where one recognizes that there is no equality uh, at childbirth. there is no inherent equality, which is which is totally true, uh, and I have a problem with this idea of uh, creating uh, equality. I have uh, here definition that to equality uh, or thoughts on equality by Nikolai Berdyaev, Russian philosopher, Christian philosopher in the beginning of twentieth century. I think once I already quoted him here on, on the show. But I would like to repeat again, freedom is the right to inequality. Equality, if it is understood more broadly than purely legal equality. Equality and freedom are incompatible things. By their nature, people are not equal. Equality can be only achieved by violence. And it will always be leveling off, quote, by the lower level. Equalize the poor with the rich can only be by depriving the rich of his wealth. Equalize the weak with the strong can only be by depriving the strong of his strength. You can level a fool with an intelligent person only by turning the intelligence from something being admirable into something repugnant. And the society of universal equality is a society of poor, weak and stupid, based on violence. Uh, I think it's quite a good definition uh, of what would be if we would try to equalize everybody. And by the way, uh, again, um, Berdyayev was a Christian mystic and philosopher. And so so he relied on the Bible, I want to remind you that if you if you're interested in what the Bible is saying, and the Bible is, as it's written, for all generations, not only for 3380 years ago, but for now, and the Bible clearly speaks about being kind to the widow, the orphan, the stranger and the poor, which means it's understood there will be always people who are poor, there will be always people who lose their spouses, there will be always orphans. And our job is to extend ourselves, to be kind. In fact, people who are less privileged give us a gift, give us an opportunity to practice the muscle of givenness to practice being the best of ourselves. But to create equality a friend of mine, Christopher Gaisler said once, I th- we, we had a conversation, in fact, like maybe a month ago. And he said, just imagine for a moment, that they would take all the billions of billionaires, and I think there were like 2000 billionaires, I don't remember exactly the exact number. And I don't remember whether it's in the world, or in just in America. But anyway, majority of the the billionaires are in America. So he said, imagine taking all the billions from the billionaires, it would be trillions, and distributing them just to American people. And let's imagine every American every adult in America would receive half a million dollars. That's a lot of money, you can start a business, you can do a lot of things with this kind of money, what would happen More than likely, within two, three years, there would be again inequality. Some people will invest their money, will make more money, and from five million, will make three, four million, or five million. Some would waste their money, some would buy things and have no money at all, some would have very little. Still, there would be inequality. By the way, I got a call here, Uh, E from Edgewater. So we'll take the call, E from Edgewater. Uh, welcome. Thank you Hello? very much,
1: Dr. Resnick. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, yes, I hear you very well. Thanks for calling. Yes.
1: Thank you very much for uh, welcoming me into your uh, show.
0: Uh, do you remember the last time we spoke? I remember actually E. I don't remember what we spoke about.
1: <laughs> well we both share the same year 1954 we were born you're in August I'm in September okay. and I talked about the illusion that we are in and you said you know about the illusion and mm. I brought up mercury fillings in our mouths little children they put mercury in our mouths instead oh, of yes, gold yes,
0: yes. now I remember so yes. Safe. yes
1: yes so, so would you like to continue on that path
0: uh, about living in the illusion uh, about exposing well, the illusion, exposing it I don't want to, con- to continue I want to hear what you have to say okay, I think in the beginning we had two choices to, to eat from the
1: tree of life or take from the tree of knowledge we were told not to take from the tree of knowledge and we got tricked into doing that by the devil and Then we were in trouble since then. And now we have another choice to make. Are we going to be the wheat or are we going to be the chaff? We're going to be the wheat or the chaff. You can't be both. You got to make a choice of which one you want to be. You want to be the wheat or the chaff? If you're the chaff, you're going to go along with the system and the illusion and make believe it's not that important and you're just enjoying your life because it's a wonderful life and we're all so happy in this wonderful life or you can be the weak and you can go up against this system you know what i'm saying
0: dr resnick yeah, yeah. we have a little problem i i totally agree with you that we what 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 you refer to is adam and eve and then they're like an archetype of what happened to humanity, because every single Adam and Eve are given a a choice. They are given boundaries, clear boundaries, do this and do not do this. And then they hear the, the other voice, the voice of doubt. In fact, the word the root of the word doubt is do French do, which means to, they hear not just the voice of God, but they hear the second voice of the serpent, who takes them from the path. But the problem is it's not that today we are facing the second voice. A whole humanity faces the second voice every moment of their life. The, The problem that we are having, I have, and most people that I know have, is how to figure out what is the true voice and what is the false voice, who to listen to and who not to. And I would like to hear your opinion. How do you determine what is the true voice? Who do you listen to when there is so much garbage now on television and on the media? How do you, for yourself, figure out what's the truth? I think what you have to do is forget
1: about the media. put uh, uh, And everything you learned from the, from the day you were born, uh, put in, in 1954, you got to forget all of that right to now. And now just open your mind up and think back to when we had this beautiful place and nothing was bad. And we could do that again just between ourselves, you know? It doesn't have to be the whole world because it's not going to be that because we're going to need help here in getting through this mess that we're in. But because we got
0: a second chance, remember the deal that God made with the... it's, It's a good suggestion, but I would like to hear... How you you are implementing it in your life? How you you are staying that balanced? And what what are you listening? to? How do you come to that beautiful place that we experience? You say experienced as children. And I I, I agree with you. It was a different world. It was much easier uh, to see what's good, what's bad, uh, sixty years ago. But how are you living it now? You are suggesting that we. Go back to this those values, but how are you practicing it?
1: Well, you have to first accept that we uh, we do have a higher power that wants us to succeed, and that we should need to be good. In order to succeed, we have to be good. Now you could just go to the country uh, state park and walk around for a few hours. By yourself, and you can be in nature, and there's nothing, and you're away from the whole, the whole mess, all the humanity, and you're in your own space there, and you're feeling God's power and His love, that Mm -hmm. you're there doing what He wants us to do. Because when I brought up the Native Americans, you told me they were savage to each other, and I don't think that that's correct. I think we were we were misled by books that told us the wrong history. If you wanna think about, if you wanna clear your mind, like I said, forget about everything you learned in school, and now we're learning right now. If you would accept that the Native Americans, because they were living on this planet in America, they weren't doing anything wrong to the land. They didn't build houses, make electricity, dam up the rivers, nothing like that. They, they didn't build schools, nothing. That should show you that they wouldn't hurt each other. If they're not hurting the planet, which is like us, then why would they hurt each other? That was a made up story for us to believe. So we would think we were better than them. So we should do all this junk. Don't you see, Dr. Resnick, we were yeah. tricked.
0: I have to say, you know, with all respect, Native Americans. I I don't I don't remember calling them savages. I was telling uh, I was saying that uh, it wasn't an idyllic world. I am quite familiar with the Iroquois nation confederation of six nations in here in Northeast. And there was harmony and there were good laws. I I totally agree. And yet there was there was cruelty, there was murder, there were there were constant wars, all that. And it's not only by uh, by descriptions of the Westerners, but by um, descriptions, by uh, writings of, of Native Americans. In fact, I have a, a good person good person in my life. Uh, I cannot consider him personal friend, but I know him well and we spend some time together. And he is a chief of um, Lakota Nation now. I met him when he was a medicine man, a first in line to become a chief. Uh, of the tribe, and we did together uh, sweat lodge, and it was quite an incredible experience. So I have great respect for Native Americans. I just, I'm concerned that when people idealize any, any group, every group, uh, all people in the world uh, enslaved other people, uh, killed other people, uh, used other people. uh, I do know from history Um, And and again, I usually I don't settle for reading one source, yes, then you can be very much misled. If I'm interested in a subject, I try to uh, read or get information from various sources. So from what I know, uh, it's Western um, culture, even though they were very cruel. They introduced laws where people, uh, for example, in, in India, uh, you will say, they, yes, India was completely occupied and, and British ripped it off and British imposed their rule. And of course, uh, Indians were second class in their own country. But yet before the British came and established some kind of a law where people couldn't just slaughter other people. Yes, there were little uh, warlords who could come and and annihilate the whole village, a whole little city state. That's that was the state of affairs. So uh, I'm not defending Western civilization, it's Western civilization that um, invented advanced weaponry and, and crew and concentration camp. I'm just saying that um, every yes, but society. You're describing,
1: has, you're describing what went on in Europe with the kings and the castles and the, and the kingdom and, and making people slaves and grow food for the kingdom. It wasn't happening here in America. They weren't creating uh, castles and all these things. They no, were just they were living not, on it, the land.
0: They were not they were creating respecting castles? Respecting
1: the planet.
0: They were respecting the planet. That was my point. Slaughter- they were slaughtering other tribes, and but how and do you know fact, that? They had slaves too. Native Americans had slaves, but they uh, were Africans taught that. Uh, Chinese had taught. slaves. Everybody had slaves. Slaves. They were tricked.
1: China made a great wall. They made all kinds of things. In the, in in America, they kept the land the way it was supposed to be kept. They were keeping the laws of God, weren't they? Yes, I agree
0: with you. uh, Yes, I agree with you that in in America, they were respectful to the earth because they were people who were connected with the earth elements. While in the West, the only point, so we can get past
1: that. That's the only point I'm trying to make: is that we need to get back to that way we were living because that was the correct way before we got tricked again into going along with these people who came from Europe that they said that we're going to do things this way. We Mm. have to, because when you invent a a school, now you're making a system where you can brainwash people into doing what you want. What do you think this is going to go on forever? Dr. Resnick? Is that what you think the plan is to let this go on forever? Uh, The rich people are just going to keep taking care. Do you think it's easy to grow food
0: for 8 billion people? Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question. So when you say, let's go back, are you saying to go, let's go back to living how Native Americans live? That's what you're suggesting? Yes, we have to go back
1: to living out of houses into teepees where if there's a storm coming, we just take it down, it doesn't get destroyed. We move around with the, with, with the, uh, the yeah. what I'm describing is what's going to have to be after what has yes. to happen, because we can't overcome
0: what we're now in right
1: now. We're we're stuck right. now.
0: G. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your contribution. Can Let we me continue this this
1: Another control. time we got to this point, I'm trying to get to you to yes. see something that's very important. And we yes. can't Thank be afraid you. to see it. And we, we got to be able to admit that we're wrong. And that we've been tricked. If we don't want to admit that, they're not going to keep us around forever. They're going to replace us with the machines that we're making for them. The only reason why we're here still, Dr. Resnick, is because they've needed us all this time. There's been great empires before that crumbled because they didn't have anything to replace us with. But soon those things will exist, and then
0: what are we going to do? Would you say one one more thing, uh, D, Would you uh, E? I'm sorry, I call you D, but you, you are actually that e. Question? e. Can you
1: answer that question? What are we going to do after we build the machines that to take our place?
0: You, uh, you're now bringing up, bringing up yet another question. In fact, I'm reading a book called Scary Smart, written by Mo Gawad, Gavdat, who was a chief business officer at Google X um, and, and he's quite a brilliant guy and he is talking exactly about this, Heath, about the machines that we are building and that eventually may recognize that we uh, are actually That's- contaminating the planet and for the planet That's- to survive they may decide to exterminate yeah, but, but you don't need to be
1: a genius or brilliant. You don't need to be brilliant and write a book to know of this. You know it yourself, Dr. Resnick. You just don't want to admit it. You got, you got, you got, uh, what's the word? You got indoctrinated into a system and you want to defend it because you're a doctor in front of your name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can we yeah. sue doctors yeah. that do wrong things to our children with these vaccines and stuff? Can we? You know about it. You came on Gary Knowles' show, Commentary Hour. I listened to it.
0: Yeah. Now you're beginning the next another subject, but I, I want to leave that I'm not that going support. to no subject. It's all the same subject. It's yes. about humanity and our
1: lives. It's about I... us waking up and admitting that we got tricked and that we're willing to do something about it if we want to be the weak. We have to change our minds
0: and know where we have to go to. That takes a long time to explain. Thank you for calling. I definitely, you gave a lot of food for thought to me and many people. Thank you. Thank you for letting me talk. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Have a good day now.
1: Okay. you be well. Maybe we'll speak again someday soon.
0: God willing. Thank you. God willing, I guess. Thank you. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, he actually brought up a lot of interesting uh, subjects, so many that we cannot even start addressing them now. But uh, if you want to continue the subject of Native Americans and contributions that uh, every culture did uh, made to, to our civilization. I will be happy to talk to you about it. But uh, what he also said about the artificial intelligence, it's it's quite true. It's interesting, coincidental that I I've been reading about it. Just uh, today I started reading the book, by the way, Gordon from New York is calling. Let's take another call and then we'll continue our subject. Uh, Gordon, you on the air
2: yes hello
0: hi um, thanks for calling
2: hi I. you're welcome thank you for taking my call but i think what he was trying to allude to when he said you're a doctor you see those of us that get educated beyond a certain level are assumed to be part of the elite whether we have money or not now mm-hmm. because. That's where he was alluding to when he said that. I don't think he picked that up on that. So though we are speaking here, there is a large group of people who see us as part of the problem, too. So, you know, when you have conversations in a barbershop, you get the common man version of what's going on. And people are forgetting that we're talking amongst ourselves, like preaching to a choir. But there's a bunch of people that are thinking things differently, seeing things differently. and You have to live with them. So, um, we can have these area conversations on these platforms, but if we're not bringing information that we're experiencing on the street, then I think it's just a futile effort in just you know, in nothingness. Do you
0: agree? Would you like? Would you like to to address any of the issues that he brought up? He brought up very interesting, very important subjects. Yes. He brought so, up his, but he brought them up from, but he brought them up
2: his perspective. Yes, he has his own particular lens. He sounds like he's a, probably a white male who's probably above fifties and maybe sixties, right, or maybe seventies. So he's an, he's from a whole nother era. He's looking at the world through a whole nother prism i am I, I, I am his i am his age. Give it, hold on one second one second yeah. i'm a 60 year old black man who skateboards with 18 and 19 year olds i just never do <laughs> god bless <to> you <laughs> but you understand yeah. no so i'm listening to the youth i don't I listen they call me og and you know and nah, nah, i nah, do the same tricks that they do and in and where we're hanging out but i listen i studied anthropology in school so i'm a listener and I am telling you, do you know that a lot of those kids hate their parents? A lot of people don't realize if you have a kid who's like 16 to like, say, 20-something, the early 20s, they really hate their parents. I didn't. I'm listening to them talk. They, they, they tolerate their parents. I didn't tolerate my mom. I mean, did you tolerate your mom? I mean, but they are on a whole other bandwidth. If you and I are on the same bandwidth, bro. Trust me
0: when I said, get out in the street and just shut your mouth and don't talk to me. Listen on the bus. Gordon, I'm sorry. Oh, now it's clear. There was some kind of music on the background. Gordon, are you with me? Oh, we lost Gordon. I'm sorry. Uh, Gordon, I think Gordon already called one time and I'm really. Would be interested in hearing what Gordon has to say, addressing the issues that that he brought up. Anyway, I hope Gordon calls again. I don't know why we, we lost him. Okay, <laughs> so here we are. Uh, let's go back to to our conversation conversation about what. Uh, I will tell you. Uh, I got a couple of emails that. Uh, puzzled me uh, and, and made me happy that people are actually asking this question. And the one question was, uh, why bad things happen to good people? The, the reason I said that this, this question made me happy is because it's, it's a question that puzzled me that that tortured me in a way, for many, many years, for, I would say, couple of decades for sure. And but I found an answer. So that's why I'm happy I can share with you but not today. It was overwhelming. When I received this email, I started thinking how will I respond to it? And what made me uh, get to a place of peace? Because I read so many books about disasters and, and how these disasters come into Uh, our experience, Um, wars, uh, genocides, uh, natural disasters, why things happen. Uh, And I eventually uh, came across a book, uh, which was like 80 pages, within which there were only 20 pages essay called, If You Were God. And that I picked up that book when I was think, I think that 45, maybe, yeah, somewhere 45 years old. So, and that small book, helped me to to understand and be in peace and understand why actually, good things happen to bad people. So, uh, but it's such a big subject, and there is so much I I have to say, I decided I, I dedicate the whole show to it. So uh, what I just wanted to acknowledge receiving this email. The other email I received was about uh, asking about anorexia, because somebody is dealing with a relative who suffers from anorexia, and the person who sent the email wanted to understand where anorexia comes from, why people suffer from this very serious problems uh, problem that unfortunately sometimes end up in death. Um, and what can be done to help. So I will make an attempt to to address it today. Uh, we'll see if we can squeeze have still half an hour um, for our show. So uh, but I also wanted I promised you last, last time on last show, two weeks ago, that I will continue our journey through six pillars of well being. Remember, we are still in fifth pillar we're still dealing with our conscious beliefs, attitudes and character traits. And basically, what I suggested is that every one of those uh, inner challenges can be identified, and then through practice, diminished, uh, or entirely eliminated if, if you are really a master so and we dealt with many of them like guilt judgment ingratitude jealousy worry expectations doubt arrogance anger apathy greed self-centeredness approval seeking we uh, and i would love to hear from you or you can call or you can send me an email i would love to hear from you ladies and gentlemen if you actually took upon yourself any of these practices, because my whole goal in sharing with you taking you on this journey through six years of well being is to help you to improve the quality of your life to help you to deal with the challenges of everyday life to deal with the challenges that we may ourselves may contribute to, to our challenges through having certain qualities that make our life difficult. So that's why I'm, I'm sure taking you through this uh, fifth pillar, because the, the fifth pillar is about really about who we are, how we manifest ourselves uh, in the world. I, I probably should correct myself not who we are, because who we are is much more much more than our character traits who we are is is our predispositions uh, with which we come into this world. And sometimes they're squashed, or we have to um, to sacrifice them in order to survive. And then we develop these qualities like lying, like approval seeking, that's not necessarily who we are. It's our defense mechanisms. Yeah, we could call this negative Character traces defense different mechanisms as an attempt to survive. Oh, Gordon is back. Oh, okay, let's go I'm happy Gordon is back. Gordon Welcome, yes, welcome sir. Thank you. I'm happy you're back. Something happened.
2: Thank you. Yes, yes I know it was my other la- other phone So what I was saying is I, w- I was talking to kids and I asked them. I said, why are you late to Yes D- This was during the you know, the book, the. Trump thing, you know, and it's the conversations, I guess, in synopsis, the politics of the children are totally different than the parents, like, not even similar.
0: No, in what way? You see what with I mean?
2: You... Okay, you and I are around the same age. We, yeah. they used to say we had a generational gap with our parents, right? They said that, but we really kind of knew what our parents was about. This is not a generational gap, bro. This is a chasm. And yeah, I experience but still, this is general. So I'm I would asking feel really as a doctor but, this.
0: Yeah. Gordon, really I really would appreciate mm-hmm. if you helped me to understand this. Because I I, mm-hmm. fortunately i I have not experienced it in my personal life. Because I do I have right. a wonderful relationship with my children. So I want to understand mm-hmm. I, I trust It's in you. New York. Hey, I want you to mm-hmm. please give me, not in general, there is a chasm, mm-hmm. but still, what specific differences that uh, that are between the parents and, and children? Is it their interests? Is it literally different politics they follow? What is oh, okay, the- I see what you're saying. Okay, the, the areas of the big difference
2: is racial issues. That's one of the biggest ones. Um, cultural in terms of pop culture influences, of course, that, you know, that's going to be the kid, the kids are into what we're not into or whatever, but I'm into everything. So, but I, it mostly right now is racial, the economic, the, the kids don't understand the greed. They don't understand and it's not from privileges, even kids that don't have, come from big means. they feel that the problems of the world are because we, our generation, um, is too greedy and creating imbalance.
0: Uh-huh, and, and they-
2: Okay, and that's, that's where, that's pretty much the sum total of what I hear. And then of course, the big monkey, or the big, uh, you know, um, uh, gorilla in the room is the racism. Because tell, I mean, me it, yeah, that's the big, big one. Because the girls get along with guys, it, it, there's no. The stereotypes are put out by media because it's not real on the ground.
0: Uh huh. Gordon, thought, but, yeah, what, tell me about Gordon. Tell me about tell us. I'm sorry. Tell us about mm-hmm. your vision of race issues and the uh, as as opposed to theirs. And so tell us about my vision is my vision
2: would, is that. Yeah. My vision is that the world will get to a part of equity, but our generation has to die out. We just have to die out. You, me, everybody who is old, everybody that was born in the 60s that has conscious memory of that, has. we have to die out, bro. Just, just bottom line.
0: But I don't have, have to be of it. I didn't grow up in this country because the
2: younger kids are coming up together. It's a fusion of of cultures. You have goth kids hanging out with 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 hip hop kids, and they're all different colors. Everybody doing. They're not functioning. Like I said, our generation dies out, and it's uh, over. You, yes.
0: What are you saying our, that that the young generation really will be? In peace, we will, I'm saying, will, will I'm not embrace. I'm,
2: I'm saying that just like the Victorian age died out uh-huh. and it gave manifested something else, so will that all of that that conscious thought action. Mm-hmm. Once we die out, once our generation dies out, the new but, generation doesn't have a conscious thought of that. They're not carrying that energy forward because they despise it in their parents it's yeah. like if you came from if you came from uh, my uh, my ancestry is african right so that my parents came here and they had a lot stronger tradi- hold on the traditions of, 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 of back home right and then so now i'm here i have a little bit but i still do a little bit my kids if i you know if I don't regiment it, they will have a little bit less. So by the time it get to the third generation, it's pretty much diluted. And they have to go back and learn everything all over from their cousins who just come from the continent. That is the natural progression of human development. And what I'm saying is from what I'm seeing uh-huh. in about 20, 20 years, when those kids that I'm skating with are like 30, 40 years old, there's uh-huh. not going to be no Karen's neo Karenism will be a joke on on a on a on an old reel from TikTok. Oh my God! Look saying... at these people used to do back in the day. Like, it's just like how um, uh, a real overt racist guy is is like weird now, but back in the twenties, what he was saying would have been normal course of conversation. Yeah. So but, that's what I'm saying. Or, that's what I'm seeing. I don't know. I am not an analyst. I'm just saying what I've seen, what I've experienced with them, and I'm but sharing I, I, I want to it because,
0: you know, Are you saying that our generation uh, is is racist? Ours, yours, and mine. Which means yours and white people, we're, white we're people, polluted. Is black our, people. Yes.
2: Yeah, no. Our our generation, with everything racism included, is toxic. We are the, we are the last vestiges of the cancer. Really? That's what I'm saying. And uh, yes, and the and and the earth and I believe the earth is organically cleansing itself with the mindset of the youth. So it's no longer just a gap. It must be a chasm. They have That's they must excise, excise they must excise our negative consciousness that we have they have experienced with us. Very interesting. And they're, do, and, they're, and they're doing it. And they're doing it organically. And I'm just saying, listen, man, listen. You can go to Central Park. When the summer comes, just put this in the back of your mind. Just go and sit, sit down by the skate, you know, the skate ramp where the, where the guys go and be skating, you know. Like. Go yes, I used sit to go there, there And just listen ago. to the <laughs> conversations. And then you'll be like, oh, wow. Oh, shoot. You, you'll be taking notes. Uh-huh. You're a doctor. You'll take notes. You might even write a paper on it. Because it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't have the time to do that or the, the desire, but I because I'm just experiencing it in real time. But it, it, it's something to see the minds, and they're very brilliant. They're smarter than we were. I was smart at 19. You know, I graduated from Bronx science and all that. But they're smarter than us. They're in reasoning skills. It's interesting
0: know? about this integration. Yeah. You know, my daughter calls from London. She's in Westminster University, and and often mm-hmm. when we speak, then she introduces because she goes to uh, it's called Turning Point or something, uh, where mm-hmm. young artists are gathering. And she always says, "Meet mm-hmm. my dad," and she introduces me to her friends. There are black yeah. friends, there are Chinese friends, there there are. They are um, mm-hmm. uh, See? Okay, and it's like there is no, you know, there is no. I don't feel any uh, any race issues in, among them. It's they, not there. They're hugging.
2: They're all. Right. You know, it's beautiful vibes. They don't have it. They, 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 they have somehow uh, uh, purged themselves of that toxin. The only time they get that toxin is when they're around us and when we're doing our foolishness.
0: But you know, Lord, aren't you feeling <laughs> in the last two years? the race issue actually has been reintroduced artificially by the government?
2: Mm -mm, mm
0: -mm. It's never left. The whole
2: issue government. The government is not the people. The people are doing it on their own. Karens are doing it on their own. No government has ordered them to do it. It's a spirit. Um, Brother, we just have to face the fact. We're a toxic people right now as a society, and we have to die off so the youngs can come up and, you know take it to the, the other level that they're on. And if you, if you hang out, not just when your kids call, you see, you have a different relationship with kids than I do. You see, you don't have a physical activity that, that communicates, you need to find something that, do you game, do you, do you play video games? You, need, you have to have a connection. You can't just be daddy in the room. I, when I'm daddy in the room, I don't get the same energy that when, when I'm OG on my skates. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's very see what I mean. Yeah, yeah so you have yeah. to find so, something that you have a lateral, you know, a hum, you, you, we have to be a chord, I, I use this in a speech, we are chords, your daughter's a note, and you're a note, and when you press the two notes together, you are a chord, you are in a chord, you so, must find that chord that you are in with them, and then you can, you can both sing in a harmonious tone. So,
0: Gordon basically, you're saying you're not concerned about the new generation. You're just waiting till our generation dies out uh, yes. because it's, it's racist. Do you know anybody
2: in cryonics You and I can freeze ourselves and come back 30 years from now. We'll be mad
0: cool. I'm not interested, but I want to suggest something. Gordon, I want to suggest something. <laughs> Jordan, I, to suggest I, something. I believe that we're yeah. so toxic. I think you and I have have quite a nice civil conversation. I absolutely... Uh, yeah. don't resent you in any way that you 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 are black and I don't feel you resent mm-hmm. me because I'm white so if no. you and I no. can have this conversation a lot of people can go beyond toxicity and, and hurts and and resentment I think people can make connections on the human level and and do just fine we don't need to die out we can live long lives and make an effort to make connections rather than think, okay, we are just uh, uh, kind of waste. Okay.
2: All right. So you're not a fatalist. You're not a fatalist. Okay, so I'm going to make a suggestion. I make a suggestion. I'm going to pose this theory, because I I hear your theory. And I, 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 I mean, I used to believe that. But I have another theory. My theory is this, that we accept our fate. We've done the best we could. Uh-huh. Um, we still exercise remnants of the past our children have recognized it and they are not going to move that part of the book forward they are, they, they are conducting their own uh, uh, committee of niche and they are picking and choosing what they are going to put in the future bible mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. how about that what? Yeah, I, I, and can I, we accept that Gordon, I like what you said, and I hope you are right. I like what you said about the new generation, that they are much more uh, connected. But well, look at the pop culture. Ex- look
2: at the pop culture. Do you know right now R&B type music is the number one music in Korea? They call it K-pop, but it basically is r and B. A A lot of r and B. I'm giving you this key in the black community. A lot of black guys that I know that were music producers and stuff, went to korea because the music had changed more to hip-hop and all of that and they were still doing the r&b so they went to korea and got big contracts with those korean record companies to produce music and to produce artists that's why a lot of the black people in america oh my god they, they're doing our moves but the guys the choreographers there were no more temptations coming out they were putting out hip hoppers, you know, the big rapper. And uh, so they went, the art, they went over there and, and groomed those artists for those record labels. And they K-pop. Mm-hmm. Now you have, have the, um, those guys, what in they name, BTS. They, they're doing advanced level temptation moves. Oh. <laughs> you know, five, ten, six guys, and they're nicely dressed, and they're singing, and they're dead. That's Temptate, that's town. So that's what happened. The culture transformed. So the connection, when you, when, when I have a friend that um, works with a couple of those groups and they travel to um, Korea and Japan, these are black R and B singers that you may not hear played in America, but they're big overseas. So the racism thing I told you, the next generation, they're not with it. It's the old guard that is still holding on to this thing. And even in Africa, the young people are not even with the whole exploitation thing. They, they're waiting for their elders to die out too. In, in my country, look at Mali. They're pushing the French out. Those are the young people. That's not the elders. They they tell elders, sit down. This is what's happening. So we're, we're experiencing a shift in society. You know, they yeah. say the Roman empire and all that. So let's experience it as, as intellectuals. I'm enjoying it personally. <laughs> I mean, yes, there's suffering going on and pandemic, but, you know, hey, it's the shift.
0: So we're okay. in the shift. Thank you, Gordon. So Thank you very much for your input. You're welcome. I love, I love
2: listening to you because you're a reasonable person. You absorb and, you, and I think you're going to hang out with some kids after this to, to hear and prove me
0: right. I will try. I have another caller. Yeah. Thank you very much, Gordon, okay. for, for your contribution. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll take the next caller, uh, Jeremiah from Harlem. Welcome, Jeremiah. Thanks for calling.
3: Hey, it's a pleasure to call. I'm a first time caller to this program. I enjoy your commentary, Dr. Resnick. Thank um, you. It's an interesting conversation here. I, I, actually, you know what? I'm a bass player. And one time I played on a Korean R&B hip hop album. And the uh, singer, who was a very talented singer, didn't speak a lick of English, but was literally trained syllable by syllable to sing basically in, in the contemporary R&B style. So um, I can corroborate firsthand uh, what the previous caller was saying as far as uh, hip hop and R&B in Korea, and sort of uh, you know the um, cross-pollination of one culture to another. Um, However, I do want to push back a little bit on what the previous caller was saying. I know it's kind of tempting to say, oh, out with the old, in with the new. And there's something to be said for that. But you have to know your roots. You know, you can't just be somebody with a radical critique, but you don't know the historical lineage that allowed you to arrive where you are today. You know, so there's always... There's always the give and take. There's always the, the, the yin-yang, the dialectic of life that, you know, we, we we can't just discard the past. We can't just say, oh, once these old folks get out of the way, then everything's going to be great. Because you know what the truth of the matter is? Um, there's also some really disturbing things going on with our youth culture at this point as well. You know, I don't want to get careful. into
0: a, another story can you share what it is what is it that you find disturbing i would love to hear oh yeah absolutely i mean look for example um it's amazing how blood and crit
3: culture is a national thing i mean the the involvement of young people in street gangs at this point you wouldn't even know it there are young people who are pleasant people who will shake your hand and be pleasant in a social setting but they're involved with a gang like you have to actually look into this to know that there there's serious a serious gang problem. The thing that started out as Blood versus Crips on the West Coast now there's Bloods and Crips all over the country. You know things like that. You have a generation of people who have learned intimacy through pornography. Mm-hmm. You know, there. I mean, I've heard of situations of of young people who who share girlfriends. I mean, it kind of sounds you know, maybe gross to a person with with more conventional morality or whatever, but there's a lot of depravity that comes from the popular culture, that comes from the music. I mean, there are artists who have made it to the upper echelons of music, and they have children listening to every word that they say, repeating verbatim these lyrics. And these lyrics are things that we simply cannot move forward with as a community, a derogatory attitude towards women, a derogatory attitude towards other human beings, an, an attitude that whenever, whenever you get angry, you can express yourself in an outburst of violence, you know, and if somebody writes a song about it, okay, that's, that's cool for them. But for the person who gets influenced by that song, well, they have their violent outburst, and it's not a hit record. It goes straight to jail, and that's the end of your life for all intents and purposes, depending on the severity of the
0: crime. Question: Can they ask you a question? Yes, sir. What yes, would be? Let imagine that you are given the opportunity to, to run the show. Whether you can be, let's say, a mayor of the city, New York City, or. Uh, Uh, maybe Governor of New York State, or even uh, President of the United States. What would be your solution? How would you go about resolving it? I hear you about these trends, uh, which are very disturbing, among the youth. What would be your solution? Oh, you know,
3: honestly, I
0: love that question. And I think that
3: if I were put in a position of political power, I'd easily be the best president in history, or the best governor or mayor simply through caring about human beings. I do not believe that the leaders in our society have a real care for human beings. I think Mm -hmm. that, uh, for example, I think that there should be employment centers. I think any able-bodied person who would like to work should be able to show up at an employment center in the morning and earn money for their family. Okay, come over here, we'll clean up Central Park. Come over here, we're cleaning up the playground. Come over, we're painting a wall. We're, we're, we're building something, we're fixing something. I don't think any able-bodied person should be without work if they're looking to work to provide for themselves and their family. That's but one not, thing.
0: Um, we haven't not if they're offered free money, not if they're offered uh, what is it called? Welfare, you see? That's, that's the problem.
3: Yeah, the welfare system keeps people locked into the welfare system.
0: Yes, um, yeah,
3: I there are I people agree who pretend that they're divorced so they can receive certain benefits for their family.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, there's absurd situations like that. I think there should be food for everybody as a musician. Um, you know, music is like water running out of the faucet at this point. Anyone can get free music from anywhere. If someone supports you as an artist, it's out of the goodness of their heart. They could have just as easily listened to your song for free on YouTube or any number of streaming platforms. But, Food should be free. Everyone should be able to get food. I think all the farmers in the country, they should be bought out of their produce. That produce should be distributed so everyone who needs healthy food has access to it. And you should basically buy food if you want to pay for it. If you want some extra fancy meal or you have the money to spend at a restaurant on a special occasion, then spend your money, but you shouldn't have to pay to eat when there's so much food being thrown away.
0: Plus Jeremiah, plus good education, plus giving employment. Listen, Jeremiah from Harlem for for mayor. I go for it. once. Hey, you give me
3: a billion dollars, we will win this campaign.
0: You, you have a program, man. <laughs> we go, go for it, go for you, it. Well, I believe. I said for years,
3: I believe this for years that the major problems that exist in our society and in our world are all. Yes solvable problems. We're not talking about E equals MC squared type of stuff. Yeah. These are all solvable problems, but these problems are not being solved because bad people are profiting off of continuing to do things in the wrong way, which is detrimental to society yet personally profitable for them. But yeah. you could easily solve most of these problems. This is not uh, advanced science here. This is basic stuff. You know, there's the a vaccine for hunger is food. People need food, healthy food. Thousands of people in this country living in food deserts, literally miles and miles away from, from access to clean and healthy food. Um, there's thousands of cities and towns in this country with water systems as bad as Flint, Michigan, Flint, Michigan still doesn't have a repaired water system. And that's actually just one town out of approximately 5,000 towns. With an equivalent problem, we need to get back to food, water, and protection from danger. Maslow's hierarchy of needs.
0: A Just, person sir, can I, be created. I want to thank you, I, and I would love to to thank you for for your call and your contribution. But I would love to continue this conversation. I have some questions for you of how you would like to address a number of issues. But uh, we we Absolutely. have to come to a conclusion in this this show. Because it's already two fifty seven but I really would welcome you uh, calling next time and we can continue this conversation. I think you have good ideas, but I would love li- I would like you to be a little more specific on every single social issue uh, and, and I'm sure you can come up with a whole list and then not just the issue but how you would go about with, uh, addressing the issues and then possibly we'll Get a petition and send it to whoever, to, to the to the state or to to the federal government. You know that's how that's how we get the truth from people uh, uh, just making calls and sharing the ideas. And I think that's it's it's fantastic. You are so clear. <laughs> Thank you, It's been a pleasure talking to you. You will be touch. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, I, I want to say, unfortunately, our time is coming to an end today. Uh, I want to thank you all for participating in this uh, journey today with us. And unfortunately, or well, fortunately, because I'm happy that people called in, but we didn't have an opportunity to cover today, either uh, the subject of anorexia or the subject of lying, because that's what I wanted to talk about today. So but I promise I will um, talk about it next time. let we'll do it this way. The first half an hour, I will talk about uh, lying. That's one of the challenges that people face and how to deal with it, your own lying and, and with other people lying. And the second subject, uh, I will talk about um, about anorexia and how to deal with it if you are suffering from it, and how to deal with it if somebody else in your life and your family suffers from it. And then the second part we'll have of the show will have people calling in. Uh, Have a wonderful week. I hope to have your attention uh, next Tuesday at two o'clock at PRN. Uh, Be happy and peace to all who want to live in peace.